Welcome back to the Pandola Project. This is your Monday motivation with your host, Matt Pandola. Hello, Matt Pandola. I'm Jake Parker, and this is episode 30. We're going to talk all about the mistakes that Matt and I have both made. But first, Matt, how was your weekend? Happy Monday. Do you like my new glasses? Oh, yeah. They're sexy, man. I know. I'm feeling pretty confident in them. At first, I didn't think I'd like them, but I was like, wait a minute. I could get used to this. Yeah, I can't decide if you look smarter or sexier or both. Both, man. Be honest. It's both. No, they uh, they help my eyes. At the end of the day, man, my eyes just kind of hurt. You know what? I have to admit, I probably need glasses myself. I was out trying to read a menu at a restaurant recently, and I really... The, everything was kind of blurry and I was like, man, what's going on? And then this, uh, Wynn's mom actually, cause we were out for dinner. Oh, with nice. Wynn. Yep. It was, it was, you know, her last night and we all went out and we had a good time, but her mom hands me her glasses and I put them on and sure enough, the words were clear as day. So I'm like, oh no. Do you see like this all the time? This is amazing. Yeah. I just look at too many screens all day, man. Too many computers, too much phone time. I need to stop it. And so, Hey, there's one mistake that I make is I have too much screen time. Yeah, I do too. That's, I think that's my problem as well. And well, also I'm just getting older. No, I wasn't going to say that, man. But uh, no, honestly, the screens really do just burn your eyeballs right up. That's one mistake, man. And I'm doing something to correct it. I got these cool uh, light filtering glasses. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if these things really work, but they make me feel better. Do you wear the blue light glasses? Uh-huh. You heard about that? And that's what these are. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's, I do wear those at night. Yeah. It's supposed to be that you can fall asleep a little bit right. easier or quicker if you've had those blue light blockers on, right? Which is not an excuse for watching TV in bed. Like just if you put your glasses on and you go, oh no, it's fine. I've got my protection on my eyes now, but no, it apparently it, it keeps that negative light that keeps your, it's not a negative light, but it keeps your brain really active. Right. Yeah. The, the blue light kind of sparks, I guess, that mm-hmm. excitement or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what I heard too. And I don't know how well it works or doesn't for sure, but I feel like it works. I do too. And I'm going to keep wearing them because my eyes honestly don't hurt so bad at the end of these days when I've just been staring at screens, that blue light all day. Yeah. But you know, what works even better at the end of the night is just getting out a good book yep. and uh, just reading a hardcover book and not having the iPad out at all. Yep. It's a good idea, man. Speaking of which, I am still working on my Netflix habit. It's it's gotten better, but it's still not solved. I've switched over mostly to podcasts now to go to sleep, which is an improvement. My eyes aren't looking at a screen when I'm trying to sleep, but uh, my brain is still active. It's still listening. So Incremental improvement, right, man? Yeah, man. Sounds like you're trying and that's the, you know, that's important and you're making the effort and you're failing forward. Failing forward slowly, but surely failing forward. And that's what we're all about here. And so, man, I got to be honest, when I first got into the fitness industry and even just exercise in general, uh, I made a lot of mistakes. I did it wrong, like so wrong. Yeah, like here's the classic one we were just talking about beforehand, but we used to remember when you had to get that 
shaken like the second you were like you took your last rep and yep. then you had to have that sip like, even though the last thing you want to do is eat right after exercising yeah well i was always doing the shake like the protein shake and i yep. have to have that within 20 minutes and i wasn't alone in that it seemed like everybody was preaching that for a while that was what you did is you immediately you basically wipe the sweat off of your forehead and you have your protein shake yeah and then and then if you don't have it before that 20 minute or 30 minute window is over, then it might not even been worth doing the workout. Yeah, it's ruined. You missed your whole opportunity, man. Your heart rate's all the way back down. Your metabolism is back into a uh, breakdown mode. Right. Nonsense. It's all nonsense. And we fell into that just like I'm sure you listening to this, you've probably thought the same thing as, oh man, but this one's got uh, extra protein. So 30 grams instead of 20 is going to make my muscles even bigger. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this kind of extends off of the transparency conversation we had last week where it's embarrassing, but to think about how much money I spent on supplements, but especially when I was younger and I didn't have a lot of money. Same. If I could just have that back, I, <laughs> I, would, I was I was really, really putting so much of my budget into supplements because I thought that that's what I needed. Yeah. Why did I care so much, especially back then when I didn't have any money, but I would still buy protein supplements and multivitamin supplements. I'll be honest with you, man. I even got into the weird supplements a little bit back when I was in high school, like the pro-testosterone stuff, the Mega Man stuff, the stuff that would probably get you banned from the Olympics now. Yeah, well, I mean, I appreciate you talking about that. And that's, again, this is why we're letting people know that, hey, we've made these mistakes too. And what happens generally is that there's a fad or there's a strong push for something that we all kind of fall victim to, especially when we don't have the knowledge or we don't understand the science behind it. And of course, they package it up real nice and make it look real good, right? One of the stories that sounds, it's kind of self-serving because I get to say, hey, I was a model, but I did some fitness modeling a little bit when I was in my 20s. And one of the models that I actually talked to that was an ab model, he was a pretty well-known ab model at the time. He had uh, told me that in order to get a certain photo shoot that he was doing done, he had to be at, first of all, he was so unhealthy, right? Outrageously His, unhealthy, I bet. Yeah, under 4% body fat. Not good. No, and and he was, so you know, this is kind of like bodybuilder type of look. And this guy was super lean and he had great abs, right? Sure. So first of all, he had that eight pack that it seems like everybody's shooting for. And this is something that... First of all, some people are going to have less body fat around their belly than others. And he definitely had less body fat. You could really see his abs, but he also worked hard for it. But then he, of course, told everybody that he was taking this fat burner supplement in order to look the part for his modeling gigs. And that company was sponsoring him to say that. And he told me, I don't take that. Oh. I just, I, I, it doesn't work. It's, it's, this is just, <laughs> you know, of course he's getting paid. And I don't think that we all the time, I don't think that we realize that 
when we're looking at somebody, I know we're smart enough to realize it, but we just see that picture, that ad of somebody that we want to maybe look like too. And I don't care what it takes. I don't care if it's bad for me. I want that. Right. I, yeah, exactly. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, geez, you know, maybe I need to stop taking some of these supplements because I'm not going to look like him ever. And yet I'm taking these uh, supplements that I thought he did take. And then I find out that, no, he's, he's got pretty good genetics and he's got great nutrition habits. And I would say, again, maybe objectively, maybe he was on some juicy vitamins. Maybe he wasn't. That I don't know for sure. But the fact is that we're all built differently and we don't necessarily want to take what somebody else is taking because it worked for them. It's, it's got to work for us. So, you know, looking at the mistakes that we've made, but in the past, but so Jake, what's another mistake that you've made when it comes to supplements? Oh, there's so many, honestly. Another big one though, is I was really into the nitric oxide pre-workouts and there's a specific brand you just make the uh, acronym from nitric oxide. And it was something that I took literally every day. It started every day that I would work out. Then it became literally every day. I had it as if it was coffee and I would just have this pre-workout every day. And this went on for months, man. And what opened my eyes to how badly this was serving me is when I tried to be a lifeguard. I was a lifeguard for like one summer and there was these other kids. They were like 15 years old. I was about 18. I was kind of big and bulky. I lifted a lot of weights and I was like, oh, we got to do a swimming test now. I'm going to wreck these little kids, right? Took my pre-workout, burned out within like 30 seconds. Yeah. Just, I, it was, I was roasted. Yeah. Your heart rate's jacked. Yep. Your adrenaline's just dumped. You're just done. You hit that wall and you are literally done. I finished last. I was the last person to finish after I was all cocky, puffing my chest out as we're getting in the water. I'm like, oh, stand back, kids. I got this. Wrong. Yeah. So wrong. Yeah. No, and it's it's scary because as a cross-country coach even, I started to see that, and it's kind of scary where these kids were taking these uh, products that were jacking the heart rates up. They were taking their energy drinks and thinking that this is going to improve their performance. And even that uh, stuff that you were talking about, you can feel your skin kind of tingling, right? When Terrible feeling. Like your skeleton is just no longer comfortable inside your skin. Yeah. And do you know the main reason why they put that in the product is not because that is actually going to give you better performance or better energy. It's because you can literally feel your skin burning or that sensation of tingling and so you wow must be working yeah that's why they do it yeah it's visceral it's it's sensory feedback that's like all right this has done something now i gotta go move this is working yeah Yeah. and in reality this can be dangerous and of course at the very least you're probably going to end up being over adrenalized and it's a long term you're just going to be shot yeah i'm terrified to find out what kind of damage that did to me because this went on you know i mixed different things but overall this phase lasted me like two years and I was young. I was like 16, 17 into 18. Yeah. So going back into my hot shotting days, I did have a period of time where I took way too much caffeine. Mm -hmm. That was a big problem. Because you had to stay awake. 
Yeah, there was, I was a Sawyer too. So, you know, that on top of it where I, and so, I mean, I made the excuse for myself, but that's where, again, being vulnerable here and talking about these things where I thought, yeah, I'm running at saw. So I've got to be alert. And so, yeah, you just start taking a couple hundred milligrams and then it becomes double that and double that and gets to the point where you're getting nauseous. You're taking so much and then you're adding in aspirin because you hear that that increases the benefits. And, you know, it, it just went on and on. So, yeah, I took, uh, I would say, dangerous levels myself for those kind of quote unquote performance benefits. So things can get out of hand and it kind of snowballs on you before you know it. You have even an addiction. I mean, I don't know if that that sounds so extreme, but I would say that I was addicted to stimulants for a while. And hey, listen, you can always make better choices. And it took me a while, but I eventually got to the point where I felt like my energy system was back to normal. But it was a long road getting back. Yeah, it's crazy the kind of damage you can do to yourself without even knowing and thinking that it's healthy for you. I can say for 100% for sure that I was addicted to that swole feeling, that bodybuilder's feeling. And that was why I was taking these supplements. It was things like the pre-workouts, the outrageous amounts of protein in shakes immediately after. I mean, like 40 to 50 grams, which now I realize is about triple what I probably would actually need in a, a appropriate serving. I was taking all the base chain amino acids individually because I thought that was going to serve me better. And glycine does this and glutamine does this. Yeah, no. So I love that you're bringing, I I feel like a lot of people can relate right now. And also, you know, some people are on a budget. And so when they're buying these supplements, it's not easy for them to manage that into their budget, but they're going to do it because they think that it's necessary. So you just brought up something with branch chain amino acids, for example, if you're taking in a decent amount of calories that's adequate for you or even optimal, let's say for your performance goals, then you already got enough branch chain amino acids in those complete proteins as it is. You don't need to have an additional post-workout supplement that has, I mean, it gets so crazy again where, you know, I've got to sip on my branch chain amino acids during my workout. Because that's going to work. Right. And so, you know, that's, that's just, uh, you know, again, that's kind of the bro science that's out there, but it's, uh, it's out there for a reason because it makes money and it yeah, sells. It sells. Absolutely. It's, it's attractive. And if you can give yourself an advantage, you're already working hard. Why not give yourself a leg up? But it's, it's really too good to be true. And it's honestly dangerous and it can hurt you. And I'm angry at my 16 year old self because I didn't know any better. And if I could go back, I'd be like, dude, stop it right now. Yeah. So look, I would say that, yeah, being angry with yourself, that's, it's hard to look at this kind of thing objectively when you aren't driving your own bus. Yes, you're responsible for what you put into your body. But, you know, again, this is where if it's not your job, it's not your career to know these things, 
you know, of course, you know, you probably are going to be influenced a little bit easier. And, you know, I don't know anything about cars. So when, when my truck was breaking down, Jake, and I yeah, had to a bring, couple weeks ago, right. And yep. I, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 the mechanic, one mechanic's telling me this, right. And I believe them. And so I'm like, okay, so go ahead and fix it and I'll write you a check, right. I'll pay for it. Go ahead. I'll pay for it. Yep. Yeah. And then the next mechanic says, yeah, that wasn't your problem at all. This was the problem. That's why you still don't have any heat, right? And the next mechanic's going to be like, no, they're both wrong. Right. So I've got your answer right here. (laughs) So sometimes it is hard to have those answers. And we have to understand that there is Google out there. We can do some research. For better or worse, there is Google. Right. So, and, but we also remind you that when you Google something, if you just do a general Google search, it might just bring up anything that's been put out there in the internet, right? So that's again, where you might be looking at promotional or marketing type of research, quote unquote, that's just going to support a certain product or supplement. And so you can't just believe anything you're reading there, right? Yeah. And even when you're trying to do your best and do your homework and like, yeah, I I saw this study, you don't know the people who did that study. And honestly, unless you're like a lab coat scientist, you probably don't understand what you just read anyway. Yeah. So Jake, what would you say was another common misconception you had about putting good energy into your body or what kind Mm -hmm. of fuel you needed to support or optimize your performance goals? Oh, yeah. So I was born in the 90s, grew up in the 90s, and I don't know if you remember, Matt, but back then there was a big push on two things. And I'm going to talk about one specifically, but there was a big push for milk and there was a big push for juice. And I partook in both of them in pretty gross quantities. Milk helps build strong bones, which, all right, sure. You've heard of Go Mad? No. Gallon of milk every day? Gross. Yeah, Go Mad. Yeah. So that was me though. Honestly, I was probably consuming, especially when I got like to maybe 18 years old, probably close to two gallons a day. Wow. Yeah, honestly, I drank it instead of water. Whoa. And then on top of that, I drank juice ever since I was like six years old, man. And, you know, I can't like blame my parents or anything. They were just going off of the food pyramid and what the doctors on TV said, drink more juice. But I was having either juice or milk as any kind of hydration. I didn't have any water, only juice and milk. And that amount of juice, especially I was having, I mean, like three cups of orange juice in the morning and then a couple of grape juice or apple juice in the afternoon. That is so many servings of fruit and fruit, whole fruits are great, you know, in the proper serving sizes, but that many cups of juice, that's going to destroy you. And my energy system was shot. Yeah. So that's great example too. You're taking the whole food out, you're taking the fiber away and there can be too much of a good thing, right? Yep. So yeah, obviously. And then again, marketing, it's, you know, how many times have we heard about how much potassium there is in banana, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And why do we know that? Because big banana 
Right. And so, you know, that's what we listen to and that's what we still think. I mean, I still think that first when I see a banana. Potassium. Yeah. I think um, the Got Milk, you know, Got Milk was like the most successful marketing campaign of all time. Oh yeah. Everybody with the milk mustaches. Mustaches. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. And so it must be that milk that you're drinking that's going to make you that world-class athlete because that's what's on the magazine, right? It's so good for you. Absolutely. I got to have it. So, you know, this is also a good thing to point out when it comes to what we're being marketed to or what's being sold to us. Anything that's speaking more in absolutes, I would be careful of that. Then you say like whenever there's a neon Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, any kind of supplement or food product that's got a neon package, terrified, run, run the opposite direction. Do not eat it. You have a jacked like gorilla on the Uh, label. (laughs) Next to a really slender, like really sexy girl. Yeah, you're you're done for, dude. Don't do it. Right. So you know this is uh, this is all just you know put towards us so that we'll want to buy this supplement. But when you look at claims, I would be careful of anything that speaks in absolutes. Like you will be two hundred percent stronger. You're, you're right. You know this is all, of course, subjective to well, who was tested, what was their experience level, as, what else did they eat, what else did they, yeah, how much training did they do all those things. And you don't know what those studies are or where they came from, or even if they're built off of science, right? Yeah. And supplements don't even have to be FDA approved. (laughs) Right. And that's, you know, people forget, I think that this is a market that really isn't regulated. No, not at all. Right. And so you hear all these horror stories, by the way, about how there are new supplements out with new companies that actually will purposely put in products that are, they, you know, they're results driven, but they might be a steroid. They might, Mm -hmm. they might be something in there that's super unhealthy for you, but they're going to have it in there at least for the period of time to where now every, the word of mouth is spread because, oh man, this stuff works and it's just over the counter. You can get it anywhere. Then they just eventually either pull out what was in it that made it work so good that uh, the, the juicy vitamins, right. Then also they can get eventually maybe caught, but then, so they just shut it down and so what? Sorry for all the damage we did. Right. So, you know, this is also where I would suggest to people that you really research your products when you're looking into a new supplement, do your due diligence and research those products and, you know, make sure you verify what's been said or that that product has been verified by, for example, a double blind case study. Yeah. And it's important to know the difference between marketing and science, two very different things that marketing companies are very clever at tricking you into thinking that you're learning something from a product label and you're probably not. And if it's not a flat out lie, it's at least probably misleading. And also, you know, maybe you see that and you start to take something and you get a little placebo effect and you're like, oh, this is rad. This is actually working. My numbers are going up. I look great. Be aware that you might just be motivating yourself with a placebo. Yeah, and even if it's something that you know works. So creatine, for example, Jake, that's a big one, right? A lot of people- I take it. You take it. Occasionally, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, do I think it works? Yes, I do. But do I take it myself? No. You probably don't need it. 
Well, you know, a lot of people would say, hey, you want to get an extra rep or two and that's going to get you stronger. And, you know, I'm not going to argue that. And I do think that there's some great benefits that you can achieve from that. But personally, I also feel like probably there's some effect there where I think now I have to have the creatine or it's probably not going to be as good of a day for me. I'm not going to be as strong. You know, you're supposed to cycle even off of creatine, mm-hmm, for yes. example. So, you know, I've taken creatine and then when you get off that and then I'm thinking to myself, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to be as strong today. Yeah, I wonder if that's just like an anti-placebo. Yeah, it's a nocebo. Nocebo, kind of, yeah. I think that's that's the right term right. for that. Yeah, And so, yeah, this is something that, again, I would say it's not necessarily a bad thing, but just something you want to be aware of. And for me personally, I just kind of decided to take that approach where I'm not going to need creatine lift heavier. I'm just going to lift heavier because of my programming. Right. And also because of my nutrition. So I I don't want to skip past nutrition too much. I think we should talk a little bit about that. I have a pet peeve with how many people are taking supplements and they're getting sold on these ideas about this magic pill and and they're going to be able to achieve these wonderful things, fat burning and muscle building and performance enhancement and all these things. And yet their nutrition is just crap. Still, I'm going to eat my cheeseburgers and pizza, but don't worry because I'm on a multivitamin. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't have to worry about eating my salad because I already ate my multivitamin. No, supplements are either on top of or in lieu of diet. It can't. It cannot sustain you alone. No. And so, you know, we just want to be, first of all, I think that you should do the work and you have really good nutrition and you followed a program for a certain amount of time. And then now, because you have good notes and you've really come to understand your body, your results, your energy system development, then you probably have a good platform to say, okay, maybe if I started taking in magnesium, this would help with or prevent cramping when I'm running. Once you create that platform, then I think it's easy for you to start to understand what may benefit you for more optimal goals. And that's where I think supplements can matter and can help. And that I think is where most people need to start. We have to understand our bodies. We have to understand our energy systems and how we are performing. And then we can start to add on to that or supplement, if you will, with an A nutrition plan and build from there, or at least let's say a B plus, right? Something that's reasonable. And the only exception I would say to that is I do think that sometimes supplements can help if you have a hard time with your schedule and it's going to be either McDonald's or grabbing that bar and Mm -hmm. you're going to grab the bar instead and not go to McDonald's, even though your nutrition's not, maybe, maybe you have a C for nutrition, but instead of being a D with going to McDonald's, you've now, you know, brought it up to a C plus by having that bar. Yeah. It has a purpose. You know, we're not trying to scare you away from supplements. Our point is just be aware of your why, why do you need this? And if you have a legitimate reason, 
I'll give you an example. I take omegas and fish oils because I know for a fact my diet's pretty good solid B I would give myself, but I do not eat enough fish. You know, I need those omegas and I don't get them in my diet. So I've identified something that is missing from my already pretty good diet. That's how I look at supplements now. Yeah. So, and I just, I think it's a good point where you just talked about, but let's just say it this way. This is how you feel. Yep. And this is what you feel works for you. So you talked about you know, the omegas and anti-inflammatory, or sometimes their conversation gets brought up about whether or not whole grains are an anti-inflammatory or not, and et cetera, et cetera, right? So here's the thing. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. And I am not. We're not dietitians. We don't have that kind of background, but what we can speak on is, well, this is what I feel works for me and what I have seen work with my athletes. And that's the standpoint. So when I talk about magnesium citrate, for example, helping to prevent cramping with my athletes, especially in their calves, or their feet, and what's more distal from the heart. That is something that I have seen firsthand, and I've seen some pretty good turnarounds when it comes to dealing with cramping through the calves because of magnesium citrate. Does that mean that every single one of my athletes needs it? No. But what I can tell you is that I can see from my experience that it has helped many of my athletes. And that's all I can tell you. So notice there, though, that I'm not speaking in absolutes. And notice that we're both saying here in this podcast that we don't always know the answer. We don't always know what's going to serve you best. We've talked before about calories, for example, and I get it. You know, people ask me, hey, coach, just tell me what, what to eat. Tell me how much to eat. And, you know, I'll eat it. I don't really like oatmeal, but I'll eat it if you tell me to eat it because I know it's you eat it and you say it's good for you. And it's you. easier if you just tell me to do it. Right. But look, that's not my place. And that's, you need to find out what works for you. But I'm telling you, I don't always know too. I don't know everything there is to know about nutrition for sure. But what I can tell you is the basics don't change that much. And that's what I keep repeating to people. It's like, you know, you go to those parties around this holiday season, right? Oh, yeah. And the thing that drives me, I mean, okay, <laughs> if you're going to see me at a party and you know you're going to see me again, it's not that I don't want to talk to you about your nutrition. <laughs> I got to preface it, with, but it drives me a little nuts because I do tend to have the same conversations every year with the same people. Yep. And it's a year later and uh, they're trying a new diet or they've, you know, now they're, they're going to try something else. And, uh, you know, I found the magic pill now, or I found the solution now. And, and then, you know, a year later, you're having the same conversation with them again. So what I generally tend to find is that these people are desperate for results and yet they're listening to an absolute or to some, you know, well, this person really knows. Now, this person has all the answers, you know, or this system has all the answers. And, you know, that's where, again, red flags come up for me. And I say, you know, there's no, to me, there's no one quote, quote, diet that is perfect. It's, it might be certain parts of a plan that works a little bit better 
So, you know, gluten is a good part of the conversation that we were talking about before the podcast, Jake, but I think this is just a quick example that I think would work to understand why certain things tend to quote unquote sell well. Or at least have some kind of result. Yeah. So, right. So now all of a sudden you have all these gluten-free products out there, right? Mm -hmm. It's big marketing. Mm -hmm. And is that a bad thing? Well, look, you got wheat, barley, rye, that's your glutens, right? Right. Well, glutens are mainly in baked goods. Right. So because we have bread, let's say, that has a lot of other things like flour and fillers that may add calories that we're now going to fill our stomach up with, say, bread instead of eating as much of the vegetables and the fruits, right? And the average person I'm talking to they can't even tell me how many servings of fruit or vegetables they're taking in, but most likely they probably need to take in more fruits, more vegetables. Generally, yeah. Right? But now that they've done something that's gluten-free, well, maybe because they're not filling their stomach as much with the bread, they're going to have more fruits and vegetables. So lo and behold, they're getting results. But here's the thing. If they have replaced some things that they really enjoy and they've said okay i'm just going gluten-free but they do love you know say home baked bread and they don't have celiac disease they don't have any reason not to have any gluten ever you know i think that that's where they can fail eventually and then it's just like okay i'm just i'm gonna have that whole loaf of bread now and i'm gonna, I'm gonna eat bread every day because i miss it so much <laughs> yeah. it's like stop it stop doing yep. that that's stop. another extreme right stop yep. going to extremes and i bring that up in particular because i think a lot of people have talked to me about they really believe that they can't eat gluten for example but yet there's only what, like 10% or less population that has any sort of gluten intolerance or celiac is even more rare. So, you know, when you look at those factors, you really, I think more looking at, this is something that created some sort of restriction. And I do think it's important that you understand the why. So now you could say, well, yeah, I can have some gluten. I just have to understand that it's better for me to have more of my fruits and vegetables and fill up more with those things and then have a little bit of gluten so I don't go off the rails. There you go. Yeah, that's that's good, Jake. So, you know, that's I, I just plead with everybody listening that you find you and really there are no absolutes. There are no answers for everybody. If you are following a program or a person that seems to have all the answers or speaks in absolutes, I think that you really have to be aware and understand that, look, it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray in there. And so if you are following a program that there are questions to, and there is some trial and error, that's probably the thing that's going to actually serve you that's a harder road, but you're going to be able to stay on it, actually. You're going to ask yourself the right kinds of questions, and it's going to teach you to think about what you're doing in a different way. And I just want to throw out there, only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's a Star Wars quote for you nerds out there like me. But honestly, if you have a question for us, send us an email, pendolaproject at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. And remember, guys, every day, not just today, is your chance to eat more fruits and vegetables. Thanks for listening.